Yeah! You know what I don't like about that? That you are on their team. I thought we're in this together. I thought that we're supposed to be partners, co-hosts, the Travis and Sliwa show, that you immediately jump to Sedano's side. Kind of breaks my heart a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised or shocked that next time you see Amanda, you say, hey, just because of the length of the Travis and Sliwa show, (laughs) I think we should trim it down. By the way, here's a great idea. I trimmed down my Instagram post. Alan wasn't in the picture, but his laptop was there. AD was there, and I was there. Yeah. So it's not about me <laughs> joining another show and agreeing with them. It's about you uh, basically taking me out of the mix. <laughs> that's Well, that's exactly what I did. I was about to say, I tagged you in the pictures. You weren't in the pictures, but that, I did. That, I did tag you in them. That might be the greatest thing I've heard. You're not. You're not actually in the photo. No. But it says at Alan Sliwa. Like, right. And I said that you it. were there. I yeah. said it was me talking basketball with a couple mm-hmm. of guys, eh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. If you're into that kind of thing, and you were there too. Does it feel weird that you know over a short period of time, I've become the baseball guy <laughs> on the show? Well, you you keep saying that. I don't. I haven't heard anything to let me believe that. But you I mean, keep listen. I don't that. want to go back to the whole Scherzer or Bueller in a one game playoff, and then Dave Roberts listens to right us and says, that. "You know what, Al? Let's go with <laughs> yeah, Al we'll on the Scherzer this. thing." Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. You I'm were not right done. about that. I'll I'm give not you done. That one. Okay. Let, me, let me go another step yes, further. There is no more. But there's, go ahead. There's a step further. All right. You <laughs> wanted Walker Bueller not to start yesterday. I did, and I understand your theory behind it. The best scenario played out for the Dodgers yesterday. I know wins at this point, yes, it, it's you're still in the hunt, but the reality is you and I don't think they're going to make up two games uh, over the next five games because the Giants just will not let go of the of the uh, NL West, right? Yeah. Like just kind of it's with all remarkable. with all that being said. But I thought the best scenario played out yesterday. Walker Bueller had an awful September, awful four straight starts. Well, two of them weren't that bad. But just games that they you thought... They weren't him. He wasn't himself. Wasn't him, yeah. right? So the San Francisco game was bad. The Rockies game was bad. Padres and Cincinnati weren't that bad, but you lost one of those games against the Reds, gave up three runs. Yep. Put the whole thing together. You had an ERA over seven in the month Almost of September. Almost seven and a half. That's not Walker Bueller. So I was under the assumption, and you kept saying, you got to rest this guy. This is very, very obvious. Julio needs rest. Bueller needs rest. Yep. You're trying to win a World Series. Stop trying to make this case that winning the NL West is more important than setting these guys up for the postseason. Right. Bueller pitched yesterday seven innings. Only gave up three hits. Didn't give up a run. Think had a uh, no hitter in place until Hosmer fifth. took him out. By the way, Hosmer's taken out Scherzer and yeah. <laughs> took, it took <laughs> right. him out of that per- perfect you're, game you're as well. Right. You're right. I-, I thought from a mental perspective for Walker Bueller. Okay, I got a freaking good start again. It's been a little bit since I had one of those. Yes, he threw 90 pitches. Trav, if the Dodgers are eliminated by Sunday for the NL uh, for the, the uh, NL West for the division, right? Um, if they're eliminated before Sunday, now you have a legitimate chance to tell Walker Bueller, you do not need to pitch on Sunday. Just rest now. You had a good start that came under your belt, and oh by the way, you're not going to pitch again till Game One on Friday because Scherzer is going to go up against the Cardinals. You have eight, nine days rest. So I think you've still got to accomplish what you were looking for. And for me, he's still got a good start under his belt. I feel like that combination was the right thing. I I think that's mostly right, but you're leaving out an important part. You keep saying that it was the best case scenario. It 
it, it was a good scenario. It was a good outcome. He pitched well, and, and that's good news. He had not been pitching well, and he did pitch well. Mm-hmm. That's good. But that's not the best-case scenario. What, what they did by pitching him yesterday was somehow, just through good luck or, or whatever it might be, they avoided the worst-case scenario. But it was in play. This is what I was trying to avoid. I didn't want that him walking out to the mound last night brought the worst case scenario into play. That's what I was looking to avoid. It didn't happen, but it doesn't change the the idea of what they should have done. They I said to you last week after the Colorado thing, the division guys is it ain't happening. And I know that the very next day they had a wild win. Right, that's when the Padres called you a fugazi, and we kept (laughs) playing Donnie Brasco the entire time because you sold us a timeshare. Absolutely, that the division was over. I get that. I get that. And it turned, and then very quickly the other thing happened. It went right back to two, and it's still at two. Yeah, yeah. San Francisco's playing Arizona's terrible. They're going to play San Diego after that. San Diego, I mean, have you seen a team look less inspired than what you saw last night? I haven't. It looked pretty rotten. Below 500 like the, you called out yeah, a week I mean, ago. It, so I, I hear what you're saying. It wasn't a calamity. It's fine. He pitched well, and that's really good news. But I was not looking to, hey, let's take a step in the right direction. What I'm looking for is I was afraid he was going to get raked. I was afraid that he was going to get clobbered. But can you do that? Can, sure. Can, can you have that? It's the equivalent of saying, well, just don't shoot the shot. No, no, no. It's not the same thing as that because I think the problem is is that his gas tank is low. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that he's hurt. I don't think that he forgot how to pitch. I don't sure. think that there's that it's fear. It's none of those things. A little things. fatigue. It's his, his tank is empty. Mm-hmm. Let's refill the tank. 200-plus innings he's right. pitched so far this year. and he threw 90 more pitches last night. They didn't refill the tank. They ran it a little bit lower. This is, where, this is why I make the case that I'm making. There's enough runway now where he can – be out for 10 days. That's true. Right? You're right about that. Don't pitch him but, Sunday. Uh, well, we'll see, right? Because I think we saw something else that happened yesterday. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Last night was a close game, right? Dodgers are still, air quotes, going for the division, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where was Kenley Jansen? So it was a 2 to nothing game going into the ninth inning. And Blake Trinan comes in to pitch. Kenley Jansen has been – here's another thing that I was wrong about yeah. for, for listing things that I got wrong. I thought that Blake Trinan about a month and a half ago was going to be the guy when we got to the ninth inning. Kenley Jansen's pitched great. Good. This is this is one I'm happy to have been wrong about. He didn't pitch. They were off on Monday. Okay, he did pitch Sunday. They didn't pitch him on Saturday. They pitched him, I think, on Friday. Okay, yeah. So he's been mm-hmm. pitching, but he had these every other day. And I think, and this is just Travis Rogers wildly speculating okay. some things. Mm-hmm. But this comes back to what you're talking about with Walker Bueller coming up on Sunday. I'm not entirely convinced that there hasn't been a, hey, you let me know when and if you need some time to get ready for the postseason. We're not going to catch these guys. It's not said out loud. It's not, hey, we're guys, bring it in, bring it in. Everybody listen. We're not going to go for the division anymore. It's not that. It's, hey, Kenley, step into my office for a second. How you feeling? You need a day? You know what? I could use a day. Cool. All right. Let's go get them tomorrow. It's these sorts of things because that's the game Kenley Jansen pitches. If we're going for it, Kenley Jansen pitches in that game, and especially after trying to give up a home run, yeah. you're thinking, okay, what what are we doing here? So I think there's some little tells. They're playing Gavin Lux in center field, not because they think he's the center fielder of the future. They're thinking, what are we going to do when we get into a five-game series with the Giants? What, who Are we going to play him in center field? Is this a, a, a project that is workable, or do we have to basically have – 
seven hitters where everybody else has eight. We'll put Cody out there because Cody Bellinger, for all of his offensive struggles, is a really good outfielder. Do we put him out there or Gavin Alexis? They're tinkering a little, Al. But I, I they're think, not saying they're giving up, but the, the well, moves that they're making lead you to believe they're, they're setting something up. I, I think just honestly, honestly in this, I think you're looking too much into trying and coming in yesterday. I, I do believe that. I, I think to say that Kenley's not pitching yesterday, which I agree with you, that's his, that's his you give him the ball there. After a day off? Two nothing, you, you give him the ball there. After a day off. But I don't think that should be waving the flag it's of not. they're not – they're not trying to finish out and still it's, go for the but division. See, this is this is the point that I don't think you have to make tweaks over this I, final I week it. just to like they're trying to figure out stuff no, on the Gavin Lux part. I think that's they're fair. Implementing the exact plan that I suggested, except for the Walker Bueller part. They're basically saying quietly, "Hey, do you need a day? Okay, you need one. Cool, we'll give you one. Hey, you need Cody need a little more time. What? Okay, cool, we'll do it. You need a you don't need to play in center. That's just smart. It is. Yeah, I agree. Just, that's that's what smart. I was suggesting they did last week, mm-hmm. and they did it last night. It's only they didn't make the announcement. There wasn't an. But they announcement. won too. They did, but they cl- very clearly were comfortable with not winning last night without their best pitcher on the mound in that situation. Trinan has been good. Look, Trinan's going to have to pitch the ninth inning of a playoff game. It's going to happen because some of these games are back-to-back. Kenley in back-to-backs is far less effective than he is with some time off in between. He's going to have to pitch this. So I understand there's a ramp-up to this. But if the division is the end-all, be-all, he didn't pitch in that game Can I ask you a question? Night. How come it looks like Trinan's throwing a wiffle ball? Because he is. It's, it's extraordinary. Did you see – I'm trying to think here. In the ninth, two outs, you got a runner on second. I'm forgetting who struck out just off the top of my head from the Padres – um, there was a pitch that he laid off of that kind of started inner, right, like right, right inside corner, and uh-huh. ended up outside. It was, you know, from a from a, a batter's perspective, you're like, wow, what a great eye that he laid off of that. And then the very next pitch might have been the next pitch, maybe he fouled off another one, started as if it was going to hit the batter and ends up dead center. It, it's trying to. Well, Literally, the guy's using a wiffle ball. So there's a account that I love on Twitter. It's mm-hmm. Rob Friedman. It's Pitching Ninja. And they do all of the metrics for baseball pitchers, right? It's how much movement, how much velocity, RPM, lateral movement, sync, all of these other things. And the answer to the question is whose ball moves more than Trent? Nobody's really. When, when he's on top of his stuff, nobody has the ball move more. And, and Maybe as it's you, Tommy Pham, I think. As you're describing this, mm-hmm. it just enrages me all over again. I am, I am, I'm not doing a radio bit here. I am furious all over again mm-hmm. at the Astros. Because what you just described, Al, is pitching. What you just described is, I don't know if this thing's coming right at me. I don't know if it's coming right at me and it's going to break over the plate. I don't know if it's going to come right down the middle and dive out of the strike zone. I don't know if it's going to come down the middle and move in on me because I don't know what's coming. What what makes a pitcher effective on the movement, location, velocity, all of these things is fear. I don't know. These guys throw the ball 100 miles an hour. I don't want them to catch that in the mouth. I don't want to catch that in the back of my neck. It's scary. Ball's moving really fast. But if I know going up there, ah, it's stupid. It, it, yeah, you no, know it's what? Stupid. I know where this ball is going. Mm-hmm. I know that this ball is going to start at my hip, but that's not where it's going to end up. I can hang in there. I can take it. I know that there's a slide. If I know a slider's coming, and I see that ball leave the pitcher's hand over the middle of the plate, that's a ball. Mm-hmm. I don't have to chase that. That's what they. That's why there was such a crime. That was committed against athletics, against competition. That that every time you talk about it's that, a it dumbest just, thing. it yeah, brings no, me right back to that moment of you've got to be kidding me. It's but playing not, poker, not just that. and I know what's in your hand. And it's not just that, Trav. It's 
how if you're the opponent how are you okay with that like just kind of think about they if thought you're, no one would ever find out it's as simple as that still there's nothing there it's a empty there's nothing fulfilling about that you know i'm, I'm just using as an example let's use the nfl all right you know exactly where tom brady's going to go you know mm-hmm. where every throw is going to go you know whether they're going to run or they're going to throw the ball how boring of a game would that how unfulfilling would that be how would you even celebrate that or want to celebrate that like doesn't that sound like an awful awful scenario and you know you just kind of described it. and that was not my point was to mention Blake Trinan and yeah. just the movement that this guy has on his pitches but the, the fact pitching. that that makes you think of the Astros it's, it's says a lot. it is I know your cards you might get better cards than me and so I'm just going to fold you might win that hand but if I know what you have I mean, you're not going to beat me over long term and that's what it was, and that's why. Anyway, this is this is a mess. The Cardinals are next up. All right, uh, let me go through today's stat hero of the day. It's Max Scherzer, and I, I want to make a little comparison here because we're going to spend some time talking about this. Max Scherzer, most likely, not most likely, this will be the pitching matchup versus Adam Wainwright in the one-game playoff. That's going to be, uh, you know, obviously coming Wednesday. here week from today. Uh, week from today. Um, Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app part of the Travis and Sliwa show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710ESPN for 300% back on your first play. St. Louis has now won 17 games in a row. 17 games in a row. And what's kind of surprising, yesterday they actually locked in their wild card yep, spot. So it was yesterday it. That, that they clinched it. We come back, Trav. Let's look at the last time Scherzer pitched against St. Louis. The last time uh, Adam Wainwright pitched against the Dodgers, what these guys have done in the month of September, because a week from today, unless the San Francisco Giants absolutely fold in their last five games, it will be Scherzer versus Wainwright for a chance to play the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I think that number, that 17 number, doesn't really scare me at all for the reasons that we're going to give you next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. A week from today, that's the day that the Dodgers will almost certainly play a wild-card game at Dodger Stadium against the St. Louis Cardinals. You mentioned that they clinched it. The Dodgers have obviously clinched a playoff spot. There's still a mathematical chance that they could win the West. Mm -hmm. It's extremely unlikely. Just very quickly going over the math here before we get into the Cardinals. If the Dodgers go 5-0 over their last two games, the the Giants would need to go 3-2 for it to end in a tie. The Giants have two more against Arizona, who's only won 52 games all year. Mm-hmm. And then they got the Padres, who have completely thrown in the towel. Yep. So it seems extremely unlike. And that's if the Dodgers go 5-0. Five five and and oh. mm-hmm. If the Dodgers go 5-1, and one, now you need Arizona or uh, you need San Francisco to go 2-3. and three. It's very unlikely that the Dodgers – if, if it happens, wonderful. They're going to play in that wild card game. All right, how nervous would you be in that spot a week from today? You and I would be doing our show – um, I'm not sure when first pitch would be, but I'm sure they'll make it a five o'clock. You know, something along Seems those like lines. It. Yep. It'll be at Dodger Stadium. You'll have Max Scherzer on the mound. 
uh, because we already know it because Dave Roberts said he's going to either pitch him 163rd or he's going to pitch him in the wild card. Um, and then you'd have Adam Wainwright for the St. Louis Cardinals who've yep. won 17 <laughs> games in a row. <laughs> At one point, I think we're eight-plus games behind the Padres and now have a nine-game lead on the Padres, something on those lines. I know there's other teams in front of the pods. Adam Wainwright tweeted something out about Fangraphs had a number like early August that the Cardinals had something like a 1.2 chance percent of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? And, oh, nobody believed in us. And it wasn't somebody's opinion. It was the math. They've got they've that got freaking a, website. Yeah, they've got 150 years of data that says if you're in this spot with this much to go, here are the chances that you get. This wasn't somebody saying, you know who sucks? The Cardinals. Okay, it I'll fight science. Yeah, it was, yeah, right. It Pick wasn't that. It wasn't somebody's opinion that I think the Cardinals are cooked. It was the math saying you have this percentage. Now it came in. They won 17 in a row, like you said. We were talking about it the other day. Hey, Trav, you're going to be playing a team that's you know coming in at the time. I think it was like 14 in a row or 12 in a row or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Now it's 17. Who knows what it's going to look? I don't think it's going to be 22 in a row, but it might be. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see. But whatever it is, it's going to be a whole lot of winning and virtually no losing over the last you know three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't care even a little bit. I care about the format. I don't believe you. I don't care even a little You'd bit. Be nervous. You no, You'd I be won't. nervous. I'm not. Of course you would. Not because of the 17 games. No, I'm nervous because of the. Oh, format. partially. No, partially because of the Not 17 even a games. Little. Not even a little, Al. Let me explain this to you. Okay. Okay. As the baseball person, you should know this already. But let me explain <laughs> this to you. Adam Wainwright is really good, and he's yeah. he's on a he's on a heater right now, right? Mm-hmm. So over the last uh, month of the season, when he's been going as good as he's been going in a while, he has an ERA of 3.44. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's striking guys out. He's pitching deep in the games a lot of times. He's got an ERA of 344 and is pitching really, really well. That's six starts in September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Max Scherzer, in five starts in September, mm-hmm. has an ERA of 132. He has 44 strikeouts in 34 innings. He pitched against the Cardinals just about a month or so ago, pitched eight innings, gave up no runs, didn't walk anybody, struck out 13 guys. Mm-hmm. Okay? The man. So you win the, the pitching man. matchup mm-hmm. on a piece of – and again, this, the format, scary. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals, not scary. Because momentum doesn't mean anything when that guy walks out there. Momentum doesn't mean anything when Adam Wainwright walks out there. What it is, who, let me ask you this. Who's the best player on the Cardinals? Um, That's the right answer. There, there's nobody that jumps to mind, right? Maybe Paul Goldschmidt. Maybe, maybe Yadi Molina, if he's having a, a good week. Maybe Harrison Bader is having a, a good week or two. But there's not a, oh, it's him. Okay, probably Paul Goldschmidt, but the the hesitancy is what I was looking for. But th- this is this is what I, I think. I get everything you're saying. It makes all sense what you're saying. There's something about momentum. Not in baseball. St. Louis has unbelievable amount of momentum right now. I'm not telling you that the Cardinals got to go beat the Dodgers. In it, yeah, they, they don't the have to format. beat them four times. The, I would be right. Just as the, but the format, the, Marlins the format the is what. Okay, so is the case you're trying to make. The format scares you, but the Cardinals don't. Exactly. So a squad that's won 17 in a row, that's playing good baseball right now, they're playing mm-hmm. good baseball at the right time. Mm-hmm. You don't think that has anything to do with I it? I really don't, because Max Scherzer. Yeah, I disagree with that. Max Scherzer wipes that all off the board. You could tell me, hey, Harrison Bader's coming in. He's hitting 400 in his but, last but, 20 but games. But weren't you okay. saying this? Weren't you saying that you spent a lot of time over the last month talking about, you know, when when it seemed that it could be more realistic that the Dodgers can surpass the Giants in the wild card, as in they still had a chance, or mm-hmm. in the yeah. NOS. I got gotcha. you. You said that 
Scherzer can pitch oh, no. and give up no, one no. run and of they lose one nothing. That's the format, though. That has nothing to do. No, but they, that's one game. One that's not a format. That's one game. Right, but they don't get to stack up all of their wins coming into this game. They're both zero and zero. There is no momentum. There, there, there is, there is no momentum when you go against a guy that is as good as Max Scherzer. There's what's, what's the saying? What's, what's the saying in sports? You got to be the healthiest, healthiest, and the hottest at the right time. Yeah, there's also this saying in baseball mm-hmm. that your momentum is as good as your next day starting pitcher. That's the one that they say in baseball. Mm-hmm. And the next day starting pitcher in this scenario is Max Scherzer. You and I are not having the argument of would you rather be the Dodgers sure. or the Cardinals? No, of course that's, because there's that's no a, argument that's there. a simple conversation yeah. to have. You want to be at Dodger Stadium, which the Dodgers are going to be. You want to have Mar- Max Scherzer on the mound, which he's going to be. You want to have Mookie and and go down the list of all these great players that represent the Los Angeles Dodgers. But I think you're also whiffing off the Cardinals as if they've done nothing in the past 30 days for you to kind of sit back and stop for a second and say, yeah, that's going to be a scary game to be a part it, of. It's a scary game, but for not, for not for that reason. For instance, I think what the argument that you're making, I would be more – I would be more interested in the momentum that the Cardinals have in a series as opposed to one day. Because in a series, it's like, okay, I had a bad day. You know, I went 0 for 4, but I went 3 for 4 twice last week. Mm-hmm. I'm feel, I'm swinging the bat well. It doesn't mean you're going to swing the bat that, but I'm in a groove. A series, the momentum, I think, carries over a little more because it's not just who has the better pitcher that. This is basically what we're talking about. If they, if they beat the Dodgers, as an example— mm-hmm. Um, and now they're going up against the Giants, and it's a first that's, one to win that's three. That's where I think the momentum mm-hmm. comes in. That's where I think that. It, and by the way, you know, you know that's going to happen, right? I sure hope not. But that the Cardinals are going to play the Braves in the National League Championship Series. That the Dodgers and Giants, neither one of them are going to get out of that first round. So it's good the Braves clipped. were protected in this uh, <laughs> playoff format. <laughs> Got to protect the Braves. It's it's really something else. Travis Lee is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. And then there's this question. Is Gavin Lux going to play center field? I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, everything's on the table. Uh, it's about putting uh, the best players out there to give you the best chance to win. So I think that given Gavin this runway out in the outfield has, has uh, given us a better look um, and more options. Uh, so I think everything's on the table. Okay, everything's on the table. That's Dave Roberts talking about whether or not Gavin Lux may play center field. Let me just give you four quick numbers here, and then I want to ask you a question okay. on the back. Two, three, two, and four. Those are the amount of runs that the Dodgers have scored in the last four games. Okay, Say it again, so, say it again. Two last night. Or I should say last night was one, right? So you've got – No, Dodgers no, won yesterday, 2-1. Two, two, I'm, yep. I'm sorry. Yep. Right. One, two, two, four. Hmm. Okay, they're, they're not scoring. These, these are the amount of runs that the Dodgers have scored in their – in two hmm. of them are wins, two of them are losses. Okay. They're not scoring. So now the question is, what's more important? Go And, and I guess we can talk about it in, from a one-game scenario or you can talk about it in a, in a series scenario. Mm. You want a guy that's hot at the plate. Gavin Lux has been swinging the bat well. He's getting on base. Cody Bellinger is completely lost at, at bat. Yeah. Com- completely lost. And yeah. it doesn't feel like it's coming around anytime soon. But he's a good outfielder. Yeah, sure. G- G- Gavin Lux <laughs> – it's not a good outfielder. I feel comfortable in saying, could he, could you skate through? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Do you want a guy that might get on base once or twice? 
or do you want a guy that's going to make the right plays in center field? Because that's the decision that you have to make. You know, it's interesting because, especially as you give some of the numbers that the Dodgers have had over their last four games, and this has kind of been the Dodgers, their feast or famine, right? They either have a game where they put up seven runs or they have a lot five runs, or they have a lot of these. I think they need to see some feasts. And and you have a lot of these where where they put up two. I actually think because part of the scenarios that you played out, the pitching staff that they have, the fact that Scherzer would go in the wild card game, the fact that it's still Bueller and Julio and Kershaw, and I'm not saying these guys have had a perfect September because they by far have not, and Kershaw still trying to get uh, comfortable uh, coming back from that injury. I think Gavin is the answer. I, I think you almost have Gosh. to have – you need it's that bat. It's such a hard question. <laughs> it's such a hard question. Because I, when you said it, you lay like, yeah, you're right. What if a, a, a sure. routine play happens? Could and, lose the game. And, and I'm not talking about you know running full speed, yeah. over-the-shoulder catch, yeah. in the gap, turn around, double a guy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a relative – and not just catch a fly ball. He'll catch the fly ball. Mm-hmm. I understand. Maybe. But, but what I'm talking about is – just something that somebody that's been a center fielder for their entire adult life knows how to make and see. No, okay, this ball has to be thrown to second base in this situation. Mm-hmm. Gavin Lux is an infielder. He doesn't know. It's not his fault. But if all of a sudden he throws to the wrong base because he's been playing short his whole life and now he's in center field and you lose because you didn't hit the cutoff man mm-hmm. because you threw to the wrong base – you, you, yeah, we're, we're sorry. Co- are you taking the? I don't ta- know. Are you taking the pitching and defense? Right, like that's usually the. I would take the pitching and defense if the rest of the offense weren't scoring two and a half runs a game. Because the way you just played out, he can cost you a run yeah. by a mistake at center field, but he can also, with two outs in the third inning, with a guy on second and third, drive in two runs, and Bellinger cannot. It's it. This is why Dave. And Andrew Friedman need to figure out the math. Like, what I need somebody to say, this is why this is point zero 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 four more important than the other thing, because I don't know. I this still feels love. Right I still love Wainwright fighting the science part of the. You guys stat. didn't believe in us. What math? Who division? runs that? Who runs that website? You don't believe in division, and percentages, and probabilities. This isn't an opinion. This is math. You know, we're we're you and I are all over the place this Sunday. Do you know how many different things are going on this Sunday? And I know we still got to talk some Rams and mm-hmm. um, kind of the stakes coming up for the Rams and this Cardinals game. But we are going to be everywhere on Sunday because there's a ton going on in LA. Uh, there, there is a lot going on, and I want to get into it. But I got something that it worries me a great deal, a lot about yeah, it you. It looks like you have a headache. It, it's about you. I'm worried for you. Okay. It's next, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So here's what I'm worried about. I mentioned to you that it's busy weekend. Yeah. Rams, Cards, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon, Rams, Cardinals. Uh-huh. 1 o'clock, pregame show starts at 11. Dodgers, Car- final uh, uh, regular season game for them. Probably a game that is not terribly important for anybody, but you never know. 
Galaxy is going to play LAFC. All that's going oh, on in LA. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah. Okay. Galaxy, LAFC. We're missing one. We're missing the Lakers and the Nets in the first preseason Lakers game. Lakers, Brooklyn. Year. This starts a. How many? Did you. 88? There's 88 games left. <laughs> the countdown has begun. Just 88 left. And then <laughs> the, 20 playoff games. The, you have. Because look, I do the same thing. Yeah. The Rams have at least 20 games, probably mm-hmm. more than that. And it feels like they're going to make the playoffs. Yep, and that we'll means see. we're December 7th in the NBA <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I'm not sure how you're going to fare those day after Laker games. I'm a little – look, we, we don't start super early in the morning. We're not yeah. the morning show. But, you know, we're all in here a little after 7, getting ready to go. And mm-hmm. if you're in here, you know, breaking down Eldon Campbell's performance from 1984, yep. then I'm, I'm a little worried about your freshness the I'll next be in day. here at 945. <laughs> 945 is when I will stumble what, in. What happened in the World Series last night? What, was what, it on? Did they <laughs> – they televise it or what they do? Yeah. Hey, uh, did Matt the Stafford world's... really throw six touchdown passes last night? Really? I didn't see it. <laughs> I'm a little concerned uh, about your ability awesome. to compartmentalize all can these I t- things. Can I tell you something? This is honest truth. <laughs> on purpose, I have not given it any thought. I'm like, we'll just have to roll with the punches. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like you don't want to know how you feel if you go to the gym and you're like – you know, you're spending. I don't know. Let's say somebody's on. They're they're running on the, uh, on the treadmill. Running on a treadmill <laughs> for 45 minutes. You're not thinking about f- the the 40th minute. You're just like, what are the first five minutes going to be like? <laughs> Your heart is just demolished. And look, get through the preseason, and I'm sure it's all downhill from out. there. Only 82 to go at that point. And, and by the way, we didn't, you didn't even count the playoff games. Lakers are going to go. No, there's going to be 20 playoffs. playoff games. They're probably yeah, be 20. Probably could be a lot more than yeah. that. They got to win 16. They're probably going to lose more than four. Do you know what these other pregame hosts don't have to worry about in mm. postgame shows? Lakers talk? No, <laughs> that too. You know what they don't have to worry about? They don't have to worry about. Uh, playing after april 15th that's right true. like that's the end but I, i'll tell you what i'll take well you and i were there yesterday it was awesome it's gonna be a damn exciting season the, and, and that's the great part about kind of the position that the lakers are in and even us as a station carrying the lakers broadcast absolutely bro they are seeing, stacked seeing all those look this is setting up really well mm-hmm. the lakers like you mentioned the rams are off to a great start the dodgers are about to start a playoff run it may last a game usc looks great it, yeah that looks super that looks super. Maybe they can give up 50 points to, uh, I don't know, who else is terrible in the Pac-12? Oregon State already CLA hammered CLA is on Colorado. a one-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah, that that too. <laughs> but the Dodger playoff run could be a game. It could be a lot longer than that. We don't know. The Rams thing, though, feels real. And mm-hmm. you're going to get a really good look at it this Sunday. There's three things on the line, right? First place in the division. Yeah. Okay? Somebody's leaving 4-0 with a win over the other guy in division. Arizona's going to be 4-0 with a 1-0 division record, or the Rams are going to be 4-0 with a 1-0 division record. So yeah. you lead the division. Also, whoever wins that game is is at the tip of the spear in the conference. I don't know if the Cardinals win the game. Everybody's saying, oh, they're better than the Rams. They're better than Tampa. They're better than Green Bay. I don't know if that, but they're certainly positioning themselves just from a record-wise of being in that mix. And then there's the, the personal, right, Al? Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray are virtually – even picks for MVP at this point. Their their odds are virtually identical. David Carr's in there too, but all these guys are at the top. There is a ton on the line in this game. And look, the Rams have crushed, crushed Arizona. the Cardinals yeah. since Sean McVay's been here. Mm-hmm. This feels a little different for I, both sides. I, you know, I, I was I was talking about this. Um, I was talking about this last week 
when the Rams were about to play Tampa. And I thought, you know, to myself, listen, if Tampa wins the game, not that big of a deal. If Tampa loses the game, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I thought the Rams needed the W more than Tampa. Now, how the Rams won, right. that changed kind of the conversation. Now the conversation, but and I still think Tampa's fine. They'll figure it out. Last season, they started seven and yeah, five, not, and I they don't got think hot it's at a the five right alarm time. fire. No, I no. think they're okay. But what it did do is it really raised where you, however you thought of the Rams, you could not have walked away last week not raising the bar of like, sure. oh man, this is real deal, legit. How are these guys? It, it, we might have the squad. This might be it. I mean, this might be the best team in the NFL. It started that conversation. You know, it's funny you say that it, it, because it, it, it's exactly what if there's, I don't know, it, it happens in baseball every once in a while. It certainly happens in basketball. And I, did, I think it happened on Sunday at SoFi. There's that moment where you go, oh, this just isn't a good start. They're really good. Mm -hmm. They're really good. Now, the variables that exist in sports, they always exist. And an injury, a bad bounce, we, we, we get it. Sure. But this does not feel like a, hey, if we can just fix blank, mm -hmm. it's going to be – it's like, you know what, these guys are really good. Mm -hmm. And that's what it felt like on Sunday. We knew that they were good. We knew that there was an upgraded quarterback. We knew that they'd – you know, Deshaun Jackson, all, all the things that we knew. Okay, that looks better. But it was, oh, they're good. Mm -hmm. and And you had that moment with the Rams, I think, on Sunday. And if they do it again – this Sunday, I think it just – because every power ranking and top 10 and all these things, everybody's got the Rams on the top I, right I'd now. be surprised you know, if, if we walked away after Sunday, even if it's a close game and Arizona won, I'd be surprised. I would. I, this is just my thought process coming off of that game, coming off the win. Like you mentioned, Sean McVay has absolutely dominated Arizona. Hasn't lost to him. Arizona's got off to a 3-0 start. Was their first win. This is the one they got at Tennessee. At Tennessee. I think that's an incredibly impressive win and mm -hmm. probably not talked about enough. That was a great way for them to start. Then they beat the Vikings. Remember that game that was just going back and forth? Yep. I want to say 34-33. Yep. Um, but I'd, I'd be Then they fell behind Jacksonville and kind oh, of pulled right. it out of and, their ear. And, and came back. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Rams lost that game. But I think – this can kind of go to the next level that you're referring to. You go get another one of those 34-20 um, win, right? You get one another one of those. Uh, it's just going to obviously add to the allure a little bit, but this is this kind of the beauty that the Rams are in. It's all great what you do in the regular season. None of it's really going to ultimately matter if you sputter in the playoffs you know, early on, but they could put themselves in a position where they just start taking control of the division, just start taking control of their opponents in front of them. The three teams in town that have championship aspirations, mm -hmm. the Rams, the Dodgers, the Lakers. Is there one that Oof. is more necessary than the others? It's a ridiculous others? conversation, too. Because they're all they're all in the mix, yeah. right? There's no the Lakers aren't like ah eh, I don't know if they catch every no 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 they're one of the favorites. The Dodgers are one of the favorites. The Rams at this point are one of the favorites. Mm -hmm. Is there one that if they didn't get there you'd be like yeah I kind of get it. It doesn't feel like it does there. If no, they, and they I, feel and like I'm they're trying all to, supposed to be there. I'm trying to think here. Let let's say the Dodgers lost. They lost that wild card game. Mm -hmm. It's such a freak freaking game that if they lost it that way, you'd be like, "What the hell are you supposed to do?" You know, like here they are, Especially they went a hundred plus games, yeah. and it, but but if they lost, let's say to the Giants, or they got even further and they lost, I think the further they get, the more you're like, "Well, they're expected to win now." I mean, one hundred percent. Just gotta get past that one game. The Lakers, if you're healthy. That there's no conversation of, well, if this happens, if you're healthy, 
it better be a ticket to the NBA Finals and then see what happens with you in Brooklyn. And by the way, Brooklyn's good enough to where they can beat anybody too. I mean, uh, it's not like you just get to the Finals and it's a guaranteed lock you're going to win it all. The Rams are interesting because Dodgers just got one, Lakers just got one. Yeah. And here are the Rams going all in as they've gone the last couple of years too. After you know? just being in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. It, I know they didn't punch the ticket, but got. Pretty, I mean, this is not out of nowhere that they were in the Super Bowl Three Super Bowls ago. This this isn't ancient. This isn't Pat Hayden or Vince Ferragamo or Jim Everett. This is you know three what happened. You know what happened before that Super Bowl game started. Tom Brady won two Super Bowls in that in that span. <laughs> Lakers, right? Doesn't make how any stupid. Sense. It's 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 indescribable. All right, the dump is coming up next. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. There are a lot of things about you that I would have guessed right, but you're unending fear of robots i would have never gotten to i like that about you doesn't scare you at all oh look it's just on a long list of things that scare me it's pretty much well, over. this is this is what i don't like what i don't like is humans taking video of them like <laughs> hey do a cartwheel and they do a cartwheel hey do a backflip and they do a backflip i'm like you guys understand that it's going to be in a very very short order where they're going to be asking us to do the cartwheel <laughs> and the backflip. Now you do it. And then turn us off and we go into a little... The Matrix, basically. <laughs> that's that's what happens scary. at that point. Um, What's going on like tomorrow or Friday? I feel like we should do another media day. I really enjoyed myself yesterday. I'd like to interview let's LeBron reach out. once a yeah, week. No, let's re- Davis let's, once a week. Emily, reach out to Lakers PR yeah. and just let them know we are ready for another media day. But we want to do it during practice. Yeah, we'll, hey, there you go. Live from practice. Once, same, just once a week. Same corner that we are in. Yeah, we'll wear our masks. That's it. We got it covered. We got it covered. Right now, it is time for the dump. All right, Al, this is not the least bit surprising, but still, when you see the numbers, it's pretty remarkable. According to uh, Vivid Seats, a fan forecast on Vivid Seats, the ticket app, right? 74% of the fans attending Monday Night Football at SoFi Stadium between the Raiders and the Chargers Mm -hmm. are going to be in silver and black. 74%. Love the Raiders. Sign me up. (laughs) I'm a silver and black guy this weekend. I... Might have been in Kansas City the you know this past Sunday and my Chiefs lost. Um, it's not a surprise. It's it's not it's a shock. Really not. I, I will say this about the Chargers: as much as I, um, you know, have my hate on the Chargers, <laughs> that's the first time I've ever heard you use that word. Pretty good you team. You don't use hate very often. I like that. Pretty what good, else do you hate? Pretty good team. The Clippers. No. <laughs> 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 listen, listen, listen. Let me let me say this. It's a pretty good team. They just yeah. walked into KC, Kansas City, and got that win. If there's one thing, and I know this is going to sound a little, you know, a little odd here, I think the Chargers—they're kind of getting accustomed to this whole. No, we don't have home games. It might serve them well in a weird way. They, they kind of lean into it a little bit. Like, look, this is our lot here. Okay, and this let is me fine. Ask you, let me ask you this question: tougher environment to go into, okay? At Kansas City. Or at SoFi in the heart of L.A. where there's a ton of Raider fans. I I, I don't think it's even close, quite frankly. Really? Yeah, I think it's SoFi. It's KC. No, KC. That's a tougher environment. As in this game is 74% of Raider fans being at this game. Yeah. Yeah, it's awkward, but you're going to have more Chargers. You got 26% of the people on your side? not having that in KC. I I hear what you're saying, but when you go on the road, you expect to have a hostile crowd completely against you. Yeah. Presumably, if you wake up in your own bed and drive to the stadium, there shouldn't be 
see, you know, three out of every four people in the building wearing a Darth Vader mask. What that is this like? Is this, is this like the equivalent of like living through Airbnb or something? Like every time you're like, oh, time to go home. Nope. You're going to another uh, somebody else's house. Love. Nope, you're going to somebody else's house. <laughs> Love Airbnb. All right. Speaking of tickets, yeah, uh, a get-in, the cheapest ticket to get in to see Tom Brady return to Gillette Stadium to mm-hmm. play in the Patriots against the Patriots this week, four hundred and fifty bucks. Now, if you want to sit right behind the Tampa Bay bench, mm-hmm. it's a little over five G's, which is pretty expensive. If you want to sit behind the Patriots bench, about fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's fifteen hundred. Those numbers feel about right. People want to go celebrate Tom. Brady. Okay, let me let me throw this out there. If um, think of a you know Laker legend, Laker great. Now this is different because Magic and uh, you know obviously Kobe only rock the purple and gold. Mm-hmm. But if you grew up in Boston and obviously Tom Brady is your guy, I'm dropping five hundred dollars if it's the cheapest ticket to get in, so I could go watch Tom Brady return to Gillette Stadium, have a chance, and there's going to be many moments of this. It's not going to be about who wins the game for the Patriots. It's going to be about Tom Brady. How many different times do you think there's going to be this ovation that yeah. goes out for Tom Brady? It's a well, cool environment atmosphere that you may never get to uh, witness again. Keep in mind, too, it's not just his return. It's not just the Bill Belichick piece, which is incredibly interesting for sure. He's going to break the all-time passing record on that game. He's only a handful of yards behind Drew Brees. He's going to go past Drew Brees. They're going to stop the game. There's going to be a ceremony. There's going to be not, – not only is it going to be a Tom Brady – party because mm-hmm. he's back it's going to be the moment he threw for more yards than anyone in history let, let me put a little more context to this forget that forget the belichick part forget all that this is a freaking living legend that had six super bowls for the patriots a chance to be there to see him one more time this time against your squad like it's a really unique game that uh, I'm sure it means a lot for those that are in that area. Yeah, there, there's a new book coming out, too. Seth Wickersham from ESPN is writing a book about kind of the inside the Patriot universe. It's kind of an inside look how secretive they are and all those things. Do you care about the secret sauce of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and how they conducted their business for years and years? And, and I don't mean that it wouldn't be interesting, but, hey, look, it, it obviously works. Do you need to know the how the sausage is made inside that building? I, I actually i am fascinated by organizations like that. I'll use the Spurs as an example. They might be a boring franchise. Bro, they go to work, and, and I respect how successful they were over the years. I think there's something about – let me just use, like, baseball examples. The Cardinals is a it's – a, it's a great – organization that sure. I, I the market that is not that top market that has all the money but find ways to still be successful I think it's a good story it's interesting I, I only want the Belichick story if there's a bunch of dirt I only want it if there's a story about no, that's what he, you like yeah he you, and Belichick is, Brady and Belichick secretly hated each other's guts you that hate would the be boring guys I have a little interest yeah, in I, the I don't want to know that you know what they do they, they have this metric that they use to scout play I don't care about that I want to know, you know what? Tom Brady woke up every morning and said, if I have to see that guy's face one more time, I'm going to puke. That's let's what have, I want. Let's have Funches watch everything before we watch it to give us a preview of it. Do you know who Salt Bay is? Yes, I do. Okay, so Salt Bay, the, the you know high salt restaurateur chef guy, his new restaurant has an $850 steak. Uh, he had a receipt that went for a little over 2400 bucks this weekend. Are you going to go big? You're going to go big with an $850 tomahawk steak? Can I tell you something? I think this is going to hurt his brand. This is stupid. This is genuinely stupid. I think this is going to hurt him. I'm looking at the receipt right now. Mm-hmm. This is in euros, so you go ahead and do the math. A giant tomahawk steak was 630 euros. Come on. So, what is that, 800 and some odd bucks? Come on. 
I'm going. I'm going to Mastro seven different times. Go get their steak <laughs> before I'm going to your steakhouse once. I think this kind of hurts the brand when you do things like this. This is unreasonable. A hamburger. What was it they had on the hamburger? Hundred dollar euro hamburger. Come on. Yeah. It's, Come on. It's this a, is it's stunt this eating. This is stupid. It's stunt eating, right? I, I I'm celebrity chefs and all these things. Like I, I don't want to name drop. Here, Eleven but, euros for a Red Bull. Go to Seven Eleven. It's a dollar twenty nine. What are you yeah, doing? It's stunt. It's a stunt. It's oh, I ate there. Yeah, great. These guys are paying for the show, huh? But 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 you're paying for the show. You're paying to tell people I went there. You're paying to post it on Instagram. You're paying to post it. I hate it all. I can't tell you how much I I hate hate. so many things in this segment. This is great. I'm just telling you that the show part of it and all that, and you're overcharging your customers. That just does not sound like a good idea. You know where you and I would go to an authentic taco shop, sit there, grab a cola or chata, and we're good to go. Yeah, I was going to say, give me a cold uh, Mexican Coke and <laughs> three tacos, three different types, little lime, cilantro, and onion. Let's go. I'm going to do it. How do people find the pot if they want to do it? All right, it, so. ESPN app or on iTunes, you could catch uh, the full three hours now. So, obviously, uh, Travis and I going from 10 to 1, 9.55 to 12.55. Uh, I put it up there yesterday, too. If you missed any of our time at training camp yesterday mm-hmm. – all the interviews, whether it was LeBron with uh, with Carmelo, Anthony Davis, all of them on the podcast. You can also as well. see a lot of that on my Instagram feed with me, with LeBron, and me with Anthony Davis. There, uh, you were there too, but uh, you, I, I tagged you in the picture, so you can see. Anytime that as well. you needed water, I grabbed you a cup of water. <laughs> I, I just want to really quickly kind of go over all the things you hated in one segment. You hate the Chargers, you hate the Clippers, and you hate Salt Bay. That's a lot of for for one segment. That's quite a few things to hate, Al. Not gonna lie to you, I don't take any of it back. <laughs> None of it. You know, sometimes you get a chance to think about it and say, uh-huh. "Are you sure you feel this way?" I'm I'm very positive. <laughs> I, like, I feel that way. I don't know if this says anything good about me, but I like you more now. I liked you heading into the show, but now that I know that you eight hundred dollars steak, it's aggressive. It's not it's for a me. mortgage. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's a really, really, really nice car payment. Like a really nice yeah, car payment. Yeah, I don't know payment, where that's a mortgage. What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, not not in L.A. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Mason in Ireland is coming up next. Travis Lee tomorrow morning, 9.55. We've got our picks against the spread. And I'll win again. We'll see you then.